Hello, I'm Gretelyn Darkey, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called The Thing in the Swamp by Christopher Reibold. Eusebia led her companions deep into the swamp. The night was dark. Torches flickered and lamps swayed. At the edge of the light, shadows leapt and danced like devils, and fog swirled into wispy phantoms that crept about among the trees. The swamp was an unpleasant place during the day. At night, it was downright spooky. Croak, went the frogs. Bzzz, went the flies and mosquitoes. Woo, 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 went an owl. Growl, went something out in the darkness. Eusebia was old and blind. She wore a woolen hooded cloak over an ankle-length linen dress that gathered mud about the hem as she made her way through the bog. The gold chain draped across her forehead was the only indication that she came from Roman nobility. Many Roman nobles in Gaul were now Christian, but Eusebia was particularly devout. She spent most of her time in prayer. Four days earlier, Eusebia informed her family and servants that she had experienced a vision. Now her household and a number of curious villagers found themselves following her into a dark, steamy swamp late on a summer's night. They had come to see if her vision had been true. A few believed, but most did not. Two nervous servants stayed close to Eusebia to make sure she did not stumble, but they were not needed. Despite her blindness, Eusebia somehow made her way through the swamp without assistance. This marshy lowland around the Somme River was said to be haunted, and it was certainly home to robbers and snakes. Everyone kept a watchful eye mindful of the many dangers lurking in the darkness. In time, Eusebia led the group to a deep pool. The pool was clouded with peat, and it smelled of rotten eggs. Only a few sluggish eddies disturbed its otherwise calm surface. This is the place. Now we must wait, she announced in a hushed voice. Everyone came forward and crowded together at the water's edge. By the light of their torches and lamps, they could see mist rising from the surface of the water and the little ripples left by the passing of water bugs. For a time, nothing happened. Then the rotten egg smell began to fade away. Soon the air was filled with a pleasant floral scent, spicy and a bit earthy, like wild primrose. Eusebia looked to her left and cocked her head, as if listening to someone that only she could hear. Now, she shouted. Just then, 
bubbles began to appear on the surface of the water. Only a few bubbles at first, but then more and more. The bubbles came faster and faster and faster, until the water seemed to boil. Suddenly, something surfaced. The thing bobbed wildly about amid the torrent of bubbles. Then the bubbles began to die down. After a few seconds, the last few bubbles popped away into the humid night. There were loud gasps and cries of astonishment as the onlookers discovered that the thing in the water was the body of a man. Eusebia's vision had been true. A few averted their eyes, but most could not look away. The man was young, perhaps in his mid twenties. His skin was white and shiny. As he floated about in the stagnant pool, his long dark hair fanned out around his head like a halo, and water beaded on his body like drops of wax. His eyes were closed, his beard was neatly trimmed, and he wore a fine linen cloth about his waist. Two men stepped forward to pull the body out of the water. As they did so, Eusebia received her sight. The experience took her by surprise, and she nearly lost her footing. For the first time in her life, Eusebia could see. She had to take a moment to compose herself. Then she smiled and marvelled at the faces of the people gathered around her. With tears of gratitude in her eyes, she spoke. Behold the body of Quentin, martyr for the faith! She cried. Her companions looked puzzled and murmured among themselves for a long minute, until one of them finally spoke.、Uh, "Pardon, mistress, but but who is Quentin?" He asked. Eusebia replied, "My dear friends, nearly sixty years ago." Emperor Diocletian persecuted the Christian Church. Quentin was a missionary who was arrested for his preaching. He escaped from the Romans' custody as he was being transported to Rem for his trial. The soldiers who went after him killed him and threw his body into this foul marsh. Some days ago, an angel appeared to me to request that I perform an errand of mercy. Tonight, I followed the angel until he led us to this spot, and now we see that, by a special grace, Quentin's body has been miraculously preserved for us, so that we may bury it according to our beliefs. Quentin's body was carried to a nearby church. A few days later, he was buried in the churchyard. People came from miles around to pray at his graveside. Some were healed, and many were converted. In the little town of Saint Quentin that grew up around his tomb, his story is still told to this day.
You just listened to The Thing in the Swamp by Christopher Reibold. Read to you by your door-to-door storyteller, Gretelyn Darkey. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor. Granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.